Howdy, y'all, and welcome to The Daily Grind with your hosts, John and Carla. Howdy, y'all. So grab a mug of your favorite brew and get ready to become the sharpest tool in the shed when it comes to water cooler chanter, conference room banner, or job site small talk. Mm-hmm. Carla and I are going to give you the rundown on today's date, share some interesting historical facts, and then we'll toss out a few random musings just to get your brain gears turning this morning. And then I'll offer up a few thoughts to ponder on our walk with Jesus. So if you're ready, Carla. I'm ready. All right. Well, then let's get this show on the road. Let's go. And now's that time on the Daily Grind to brew your brain. It is Thursday, September 28th. And on September 28th in 1066, William the Conqueror landed in England, beginning the Norman Conquest. That's a long time ago. And on this date in 1850, flogging or whipping in the Navy and the Merchant Marines was abolished by the U.S. Okay. Which means prior to 1850, <laughs> you were getting beat on. Okay. You could, yeah, man. Wow. Bummer. Now, on this date, in, on September 28, 1889, the first general conference on weights and measures, the CGPM, defined the length of a meter as the distance between two lines on a standard bar of an alloy of platinum with 10% iridium measured, I know, measured at the melting point of ice. You know, I am shocked by this. This is (laughs) okay. Well, that's, 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 that's 1889 (laughs) meter. That's how they, we just decided how long that was, but since 1983, the CGPM, has defined a meter as the length of the path traveled by light in a vacuum during a time interval of 1 over 299,792,458 of a second, or, you know, about 39.370 inches. I was thinking, you know, it's about as long as the meter stick in my classroom. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's one, two, one, one, three hundred millionth of a second, basically. Yeah. Oh. Meter. Yeah. According okay. to the General Conference on Weights and Measures. How right. do you get elected? How do you get elected to be a member? Of what the General you? Conference of Weights and Measures. I Obviously, bet. have to have a lot of time on your hands. <laughs> That's crazy. In night on this date in 1941, Ted Williams achieved a 406 batting average for the season. Ooh. And he was the last major league baseball player to bat over 400. So four out of ten, and you are world class oh yeah three out of ten and you're like a hall of famer but yeah since 1941 no one has batted 400 or greater wow i know 
that's that's quite the record that's standing there. That is a long time. Mm-hmm. In nineteen on this date in nineteen fifty one, CBS successfully launched, but a very different system would become popular later. But nineteen fifty one, first color TV by CBS. Didn't remember that. And September twenty eighth is Ask a Stupid Question Day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's gonna happen. Yeah, that'll happen. Although I really believe that there are no stupid questions, but there sometimes are inquisitive idiots. Yes. That is very apt. Yes. It is good neighbor day. Okay. That's a good one. And it's and it's strawberry cream pie day. Oh, delicious. And now it's that time on the Daily Grind to sharpen your wit. The sound of the Krakatoa volcano erupting was so loud that it circled the earth Four times, 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 times. Wow. I can't even imagine that. Yeah. You know, if we only swat the slowest mosquitoes, <laughs> that means the fastest mosquitoes will survive and they'll only get faster with every generation. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> uh, just saying. Oh. Draco. Okay. And over time, his laws were seen as increasingly harsh and punitive, which is why that we say a law is <gasps> draconian, draconian. I... when the punishment is too extreme for the crime. Gotcha. How interesting. Okay. I, I like it. You realize that in 20 or 30 years, iPhones, flat screens, KitchenAid mixers are all <laughs> going to be hanging from the walls and ceilings at Cracker Barrel. Right. <laughs> Kids are going to go, what did they do with that thing? Oh, no. Oh. (laughs) You know, if you ever feel like you don't have any good ideas, you need to pause and just know that there is someone living in a mansion right now because of dinosaur-shaped chicken nuggets. Right. (laughs) Ah. Just saying. Gosh. What a I know. A group of salamanders... Is called a maelstrom. Uh, how do you spell that? What a maelstrom? Maelstrom. M- is it M A E L S P R O M? Maelstrom of salamanders. Maelstrom of salamanders. Okay. You should just throw that on your kids sometime in the classroom. You guys are acting like a maelstrom of salamanders. We'll see if I can spit that out. I guarantee you, make people pause. Would you just what? <laughs> people believe that the Bosnian national anthem plagiarized its theme from National Lampoon's Animal House. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, it's more research I'm going to have to do. <laughs> so yes, going to go look that up. And I thought this was interesting. IMDb. Have you ever googled that? The International no. Movie Database. Yes. Yeah, IMDb. It is owned by Amazon. Oh, didn't know that. That's probably a longer list of. Hey, did you know this was owned by Amazon? Did mm-hmm. you know this was owned by right. Amazon? Yeah. Amazon. Now it's that time on the daily grind to enrich our faith. 
Less than 25% of church-going Protestant Christians read the Bible more than once a week. And some folks don't know that phrases we encounter in everyday speech come from the Bible. But the reverse is true. A lot of people will quote or believe things they think are in the Bible, but they're not. Sometimes these ideas are fairly innocuous, but others are absolutely contrary to the actual message of Scripture. So let's see how many of these things that you thought were in the Bible. An apple in the garden. Western art often shows the fruit Adam and Eve ate in the garden as an apple. But the Bible isn't so specific. Genesis 3.6 just talks about Eve eating some fruit and sharing it with Adam. So don't blame the red delicious apple in your fridge for the fall of humanity. Maybe they ate a pomegranate or a kumquat or a lemon. The point is, we don't know because the Bible doesn't tell us. Three wise men. Again, people can get a bit creative with what the Bible actually says. And while we do sing, we three kings of Orion are during Christmas, the Bible only mentions three gifts and more than one magi. Matthew 2, 1 through 12. There could have been three gifts and two wise men or three. Three gifts and 12 wise men, or 12 gifts and 12 wise men, and we only list three gifts. We don't know, because the Bible doesn't say. And you should probably then think about removing the wise men from your nativity scene, because they didn't show up until Mary and Joseph and Jesus were living in a house in Bethlehem, and Jesus was kind of a two-year-old, probably. Or, if you want to keep the wise men, set up your crash but then put the wise men far away in another part of the house because while Jesus was born in the manger, they were traveling. A whale swallowed Jonah. Despite what you thought you learned from Veggie Tales, the Bible doesn't specifically say that it was a whale that swallowed Jonah, the runaway prophet. Some translations of Jonah 1.17 and Matthew 12.40 use the word whale, but the original language simply means great fish. It could have been a whale. But if a grouper can swallow a whole shark, yeah, you should Google that. I'm sure that God could find a fish big enough for Jonah. Money is the root of all evil. Close, but that phrase that people often quote is missing a few important words. We often misquote scripture by omitting keywords. 1 Timothy 6.10 actually says that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. God doesn't want you just diving into a big pile of gold like Scrooge McDuck, but he might bless you financially so you can bless others. This too shall pass. You know, I think it was Ditka, after he got fired from the Bears, told meet the media that scripture says this too shall pass but that's really not entirely true ditka and probably a whole lot of others get that mixed up with the phrase it came to pass which does appear over 400 times in the king james version but at least he didn't quote gandalf saying you shall not pass um now this too shall pass was a favorite phrase of good old abraham lincoln's but he did not get that from the pages of the Bible or from the lips of our Lord Jesus or from his faithful disciples. 
Now, there are several verses that come really close to the wording, but the exact phrase, this too shall pass, cannot be found in the pages of God's word. Now, you get the sentiment from that in 2 Corinthians 4, 17 through 18. Our light affliction, which is but for a moment, that could easily be connected to the phrase, this too shall pass, and saying that the issues we're dealing with now will soon be behind us, especially in light of having eternal life. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Sure, it is true. The Old Testament talks a lot about keeping things clean, but this saying that sounds biblical isn't actually in the Bible. It might have originated in some ancient Middle Eastern religious writings. The scientist Francis Bacon had a similar saying, but the modern quote first started in a John Wesley sermon. So, if it helps you convince your kids to take a bath, go ahead and use it, but don't say that it's from the Bible. God works in mysterious ways. It's somewhat true, but it's not a direct Bible verse. The Bible is full of instances where God does things in unusual ways. And Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 reminds us that God's ways are different from ours, but no biblical prophet ever said those exact words. It's kind of more bono than bible love the sinner hate the sin this saying has been around for a while but it doesn't date back to biblical times in the fifth century augustine wrote something similar which roughly translates to love mankind and hate sins and later gandhi a follower of hinduism said hate the sin and not the sinner still Loving sinners and hating sin are really kind of biblical concepts. It's just that they're not put together like that. Jesus did not say that the law was summed up as we should love the Lord our God with our total being and love our neighbor as ourselves and hate their sin. I think if it was really supposed to be there, he would have said it. Be in the world, but not of the world. Okay, this one might surprise you, but those exact words, not in the Bible. However, similar ideas are expressed in various places in Scripture. John 15, 19, John 17, 14 through 15, Romans 12, 1 through 2. I mean, Jesus prayed for his disciples that they would be in the world and that our Father would keep us safe from the evil one. Paul encouraged us to not be conformed to the image of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Just don't try to find that exact phrase, be in the world, but not of the world in your Bible, because it's not there. God will not give you more than you can handle. Wow. There are some well-meaning folks who say this to comfort someone going through a tough time, but it's not what 1 Corinthians 10, 13 or any other verse actually teaches. There are plenty of cases in the Bible where people face things they couldn't handle, but God could and did help them. And that's the point, including Paul's words to the Corinthians, where he says that God will provide a way out of temptation. If we could handle everything that came our way on our own, we wouldn't need Jesus. I know this phrase came at us a lot when Marcy was going through her brain tumor. In fact, it got to where sometimes people would say, well, God won't give you more than you can handle. And I got to where I would respond, 
Well, the heck he won't. In fact, that's the whole idea. God wants us to live in dependency on him. In fact, Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. The truth is we shouldn't be handling anything on our own. And the last one, God helps those who helps themselves. I will tell you, God won't give you more than you can handle. God helps those who helps themselves. Boy, if I had it within my power, I would erase those two phrases from every Christian's memory. This incorrectly remembered Bible verse contradicts the actual teaching of Scripture. And so where does that come from? God helps those who help themselves. Well, there's variations of it that are found in ancient Greek tragedies. The Quran in 1311 has a very similar saying. An English politician gave us the exact wording, and Benjamin Franklin quoted it in Poor Richard's Almanac. But the message of Romans 5.8 is the complete opposite. While we were still sinners and couldn't help ourselves, Christ died for us, showing how much God loves us, how amazing grace is, and how incapable of helping ourselves we truly are. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of The Daily Grind. I am honored that you would take some of your precious time and spend it with me on this podcast. Hey, if you like the podcast, though, subscribe it, rate it, review it, share it with your friends. All that kind of stuff helps. I look forward to joining you tomorrow on another episode of The Daily Grind. It's Friday. Maritza and I will be going through a psalm. So in the meantime, until tomorrow, grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ.